Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. G'day. Hope you're all well. I am. What a sorry. What a miserable. <laughs> well, you're no, you're okay. the happy positive yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, but I'm about to launch into something that disappointed me. Well, it sounds like you're about to announce I'm someone's death. Setting the scene. <laughs> We're all gathered here to an extent. Well, you know what? There is a death of sorts. But it, but it and felt... it is my skin. Ah. To an extent, as well. I thought you had your little glowy face mask thing that was oh, rejuvenating yeah. your, your skin. True, Mighty true. Mask. Well, firstly, I did leave that at home when I went away, so I haven't used it for about two months. Right. But you know, like New Year, I've run out of my skincare, so I made the big investment to replenish all of the stuff that I have. I don't go over the top. I've obviously got vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, retinol cream, a moisturizer, a body oil, uh, some overnight <laughs> skin. And hair treatments. Overnight skin? What? Yeah, like you can put a face mask that you sleep in. You are losing the room, Annabelle. Anyway, I do all of this stuff. It's great. I came into work today and there's a guy that we work with, Archie. He's 21, which does help. He's only 21? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Hey, we were talking about skincare because one of the people in our office was talking about how she went off the acne medication a few years ago. Oh. My skin has not been great this week. I got a couple of pimples. Do not use that against me this week. I know you tend to. Archie goes, oh, yeah, I've always had pretty good skin. I was like, oh, you know, what do you use? Going to bloody write it down. I mostly just wash it with water every now and then. <laughs> hey, that's min skincare, though. That's what we do. I pay so much money. He is also from New Zealand. The water is very pure. And he's over 21. There. But he drinks a lot. Have, so. have you ever just stopped doing any of it? Because, I mean, I, I'm just going by the bloke method of mm. we use the two in one um, body wash shampoo stuff, which is outstanding. And that's about it. Gets a bit oily or dry if I stop. Right. Like it's a bit too extreme. I and I get f- hormonal pimples. Like it's not a big deal, but just. I have a face wash thing that, like. Little squirt of that, and then like. Do you wash the face wash? What? What? Do you clean the face wash? No. Why? What? So you just let the fungus and bacteria from your face basically marinate on a cloth forever and keep putting it on your face every day? No, I squirt it into my hand and then I wipe my face. Can we stop saying squirt? It's a horrible word. It really is. What else do you do? Pour. Um, But that's what it is. Liquid drains from the bottle. You open the bottle and then squirt a bit Ejaculating. Ejaculating from the bottle. I'm not going to say I ejaculated (laughs) into my hand. You think that one's better, do you? Okay, interesting. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Rubbed it on the face and then washed it off. Anyway, I'm not going to Don't use a face cloth. What are you talking about? I have heard of the benefits of that particular method. Uh, But I'm not going to try it. That's why porn stars look so great. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen a porn star with a pimple? No. (laughs) No, but they also wear a lot of makeup. Shout out Angela White. No, she's pretty natural Mm, in every department. Yeah, righto. I'm not going to change my ways. I'm still going to wear all my skincare, but I'm going to resent Archie from work a lot. Yeah. And possibly start a hate campaign against it. I'm getting a lot of um, like uh, adult films can be bad for your health advertisements pop up at the moment. Well, do you know because it, like, it can develop a porn addiction. No, you no, can. no, I'm aware of that, but I don't understand why it's in my feed. Do you know Toowoomba, where well, we obviously broadcast to, yeah, broadcast. tried to ban yeah. <laughs> porn You've about had two years ago? So there's states in the US that I visited where I couldn't get it. Not that I would have tried, obviously, but... <laughs> You, I, did. I read, you did. I read somewhere <laughs> that if I tried to access certain hubs. I read it in a magazine. It would say you, you can't get on it. 
yeah. Interesting. Oh, and they track you down, um, knock down your hotel door, and yeah, well, so arrest you. No, no, no. You just you you can't it's get blocked. off. It does. It's blocked. Oh. So uh, Wyoming, um, the state of Wyoming, and the state of Utah. Yeah, you're pretty educated on the matter for someone who didn't try. Uh, like I said, I spoke to. I was at a Mormon church one of the days. I spoke to one of the. Uh, congregation, and Good she cover. told me. I actually met someone because we won't talk about this on the show, non adult film related. I actually I did go and see a Mormon church. That's not a joke. I just wanted to see it was actually really cool. Some of the ways it was set up and whatever, uh, and the big organ they've got and all the lights. So I watched an, an organ show, and then as I left, the the Mormons waved goodbye and they're super nice because they want you to join up. I said, Oh no, thank you. <laughs> and the lady said, Oh, where's your accent from? I said, Oh, Australia. She said, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm from Cairns. Where are you from? I said, For God's sakes. <laughs> you You're my cousin. You I mean, with Mormonism, it could be. <laughs> she was lovely. And you could marry her legally in Utah. So, what the, um, and by the way, I'm genuinely, I, I know people that are Mormon. They're very nice people. I, whatever. If you believe mm-hmm. in something, doesn't hurt other people. Great. Um, some of the Mormons that have five or six wives, a question. Anyway, what, what I'm what I'm trying to say is what would she be doing over there? I didn't want to ask her in case it was rude, but you know how Mormon kids, a lot of them go on their mission. Yeah, it yeah. would have been the mission probably. Was she but, young? But they wouldn't send her to Salt Lake City because that's literally the the Mormon hub. Yeah, they don't need to recruit yeah, them, Yeah, she they? was young though, and she could have been in that 21 age bracket or Maybe whatever Maybe she teaches the kids to do the Yeah. Or is it trips. like a pilgrimage thing, like, you know, um, like Muslims go to oh, yeah. Mecca or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah that's good. Or because the other thing I was thinking is, and, and you could see how it could happen because they are so friendly, she maybe just went to visit Salt Lake and, you know, got... And she thought she was going to do the same it. to you, but you're obviously a grumpy prick, so there was no way she was going to I keep you I was sorry there. for not finding religion <laughs> while I was on holiday, no, no. God I've got cousins that are Mormon, and they yeah. used to always talk about how they wanted to go to Salt Lake City to visit the yeah. main place. It's a wild story of Brigham Young, the guy who... Started Mormonism. Y- y- well, yeah, basically, yeah. who just, you know, found... This is the story. Found the golden plate stuff in the 1800s in the oh. USA, and that was how their religion kind of started. Mm. So one of their universities, I had no idea. I watch a lot of college football. Mm. BYU is one of the universities. It's Brigham Young University. Oh. And, oh. and then they fund a lot of that and whatever. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they got a lot of money because they take oh. 10% of the yes. wage of every single person who's a member. It's crazy. It's like Scientology as That's well. why they love those NRL player members <laughs> and, <laughs> who and, are the big contracts. You know, the other thing they do while they're there, um, because they're not allowed. Um, they're no, not NRL all- players are members as well. Oh, okay. Like I remember Israel Folau got like one point two million, and they were like, "Is <laughs> oh, a million and a half?" Gotcha. gotcha. Um, they don't have obviously they don't have beer or anything, but they're not meant to have hot drinks. Yeah, no coffee. Um, oh. But what's really big is soft drink or soda to the point where they have specific. I suppose cafes that are just for soda, and because they love their sweets so much, because that's bars. their vice. Yeah, they have sweeteners to put inside soda. So you get a a Fanta, and then there's extra sweeteners to put inside. Oh. Oh, I had one. It I was disgusting. Went, <laughs> I, I, it might just be Coca Cola, yeah. but I didn't think they were allowed caffeine. So, and my uncle, who was Mormon formerly. Mm. Worked for Coca Cola, and we were like, "It might be, bro. It might that's be like the one thing you can't." Do. Caffeine and hot drinks. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but mm. but they have these soda bars. They had them where the Utah Jazz play the basketball. They had soda bars there, and they the, sell beer at the Jazz game. They do. Did so, you put right. a bit of sweetener in the beer? No, the sweetener. <laughs> the sweetener's terrible. It was just because you got something that is already so sweet. What and is that it on like? Top Splendor it. or something? Lots of flavors. So it'd be like you know vanilla or oh flavored uh, sugar. Or, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I get that you put them in coffees or whatever. Yeah. 
But, you know, even with coffee in America, and this is Amer- Americans, like, some of the food's great, but, God, they love everything too sweet. Coffee's terrible. Creamer? Coffee is They awful. get annoyed that Australians don't have creamer in their coffee. So they'll get like yeah. a bloody orange mocha frappuccino or whatever, which is already full of sugar anyway. Yep. And instead of using milk, they use creamer, which is basically... It's powdered, can, it's powdered, powdered milk. Powdered condensed milk? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Their coffee, this is what I think uh, people realise when they travel around a bit. Australians, I reckon, have the best coffee in the we world. Do. I haven't been to that many countries, but... Italy. We are so snobby about our coffee as well in Australia. So we should be. Yeah. It's the. I reckon it would have to be the best in the world. Do you know what's cool about Australia too is we don't celebrate coffee chains. We love... The small, little, tiny, yeah. small, independent cafes. Yeah. Whereas in America, they would never go into a random, tiny, little milk crate yeah, seat yeah. cafe yeah. for a coffee and think it'd be mm. good. They'd go to Starbucks and be like, yeah. that's all I'll have. Crazy. It's a crazy country. So if you ever get the chance, it's worth doing a proper tour over there. I'm not speaking to both of you because you're being a yeah. people that might be listening. It's mm. um, especially Salt Lake City. That was... <laughs> Become a Mormon. It was eye-opening. This is so friendly. Okay, I Shout obviously spent a lot of time on TikTok as well. Yeah. There's a whole movement of Mormon talk where, like, the Mormon wives are TikTok influencers, oh. and they get a bit loose, and it's like they say that it's really changing Mormonism. It's, like, way more modern now. Oh. There was this one group of them that were swingers. No. With each other. Yes. Well, they say that some of them, and this is just some of the locals telling me this story, not fact, um... They were telling me that a few of them that believe in, is it polygamy, the word, where you have a few wives? Yeah, yeah. multiple yeah. partners, yeah. So because it's not necessarily legal, they would move to tiny parts of the state of Utah where mm. you know, yeah. they can't really be found out. There are or, some states it's legal, oh, They would there? just live in a commune. Because yeah. that show, what's the show? There's a TV show about. Everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, there was a TV show about a guy. My Polly Life or something? Yeah, so that was the reality TV one. Oh, Big Love. Yeah, Big Love was the drama. Have you watched um, 90 Day Fiancé? No. That's that's Abby's go to at the moment. It's it's so bad it's good. Yeah, right. They meet, yep, let's get married, and then the horrors that follow that. It's like maths. Married at first sight. Sorry, I thought you said maths. I was like, you know, there's numbers involved. <laughs> Six and nine. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's, sorry, that's a bad joke. Um, that's a bad joke. Oh, um, no, you peaked. Better, better than Stephen Hawking and his arms. <laughs> I feel sorry for the people that have to listen to this podcast. Two people? Yeah, few. I think I think ten listened to yesterday's. <laughs> they couldn't no, get it's past more than that. Yeah. Isn't it like twenty five? No, or something? they couldn't get past a five minute opener. Oh, is that hey, when they tune out? I gave you guys yeah, you the stats. option. I gave you the option if you wanted to hear the story of Hawk Hawkins, and you let me do it. Anyway, Actually, yeah, you can fully consumption. Let's see from fully yesterday. Consumption. When no, did this people is a boring off? off air chat. This is a really that's really boring. So, Luke, do you want to tell um, us something today's about today's show? We had Luke Braddon gave us an update on uh, what is. Now officially yeah. named Tropical Cyclone oh, Purely, officially it, named. We're recording this right on 6 yes, o'clock correct. on Wednesday the 24th of January, PM. Yep. Um, what else did we have? Oh, we had some really great stories. Um, on from, lemons, proud yeah. lemon owners. Yeah. The lemon the owners. No. And then um, a wild story from a woman uh, from Bagara who uh, ended oh, up as a- woman. Yeah, yeah. Accidental stunt woman. That was mental. You'll have to listen to that one. Also, Sarah Grinberg, uh, her podcast, uh, Stories of Us, yep. um, about Air's very own Kari Webb. 
the golfing legend. Who doesn't do any media. She literally hasn't. I was trying to find more mm. out there. She <laughs> she hasn't spoken to proper media in at least 10 years. So mm. Sarah did well. It's a great yarn. So you can listen to this podcast and then go and listen to Sarah Grinberg. Yes. And then come back Carrie and listen Webb. to this one again because we really got to get the numbers up apparently. And, yeah, call it a day. You call this a day. Adios. anyone's death. Have a great night. Enjoy your skincare. Look after yourselves. Watch some 90 Day Fiance. Have a soda with a sweetener. No, I'm watching the Brisbane Heat tonight. Big bash. Final. Go the Sixers. You're a dog. I don't care. It's hitting bash cricket. Have a great night. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. All of the state has been keeping a a very much firm eye on the tropical low that developed off the coast uh, that looks at this stage like it could arrive sort of near the Townsley area tomorrow night, just over 24 hours from now. We are not experts in cyclones, which is why we go to the best in the business in the weather game. This man is your Don Bradman, Luke Bradnam from Channel 9. Hello, mate. How are you doing? No relation no. Uh, to the great Dawn, <laughs> no. I can tell you, Elliot. And, uh, yeah, many cricket teams that uh, vouch for the fact we've got no, no, none of his genes running in my <laughs> body. Mate, I'm in, um, I'm in Bowen at the moment. Yep. I'm doing my best to duck out of the wind. Uh, I know that uh, through the Townsville at the moment, uh, you're not, uh, there's not uh, experiencing any uh, major strong wind gusts, but uh, certainly uh, that uh, Kiralee hasn't even formed, but she's mm-hmm. making a presence felt through the Sunday coast this afternoon and uh, certainly through the Sunday Islands. Just had a wind gust off uh, Hamilton Island up around 80 k's an hour. Here in Bowen, the wind's gusting up around 55 k's an hour, and that will get stronger uh, over the next 24, uh, 36 hours. Luke, in layman's terms, compared to where we were two days ago, is it a worse outlook or a better outlook? It's a way better outlook for uh, the majority of your listeners, AB, and the reason why is uh, cyclones need time over warm water. Warm water we've got over, over North Queensland is around 29 degrees. The longer it, it, as soon as it forms into a cyclone, it starts to sort of pumping itself up and feeding off that warm water. This uh, this system uh, doesn't look likely to have enough time uh, by the time it forms into a cyclone uh, late tonight, early tomorrow, uh, to to really strengthen into a Category Three. Uh, we're looking at uh, worst case scenario a Category Two crossing uh, south of Townsville, and uh, between Townsville and Air is the latest tracking map. And uh, and then what there was a a lot of concern about flooding rain potentially coming down through the southeast corner of the state. The new rain map has now got that uh, once it crosses the coast, it'll become a tropical low, and that low now is almost going from coast to coast. So from the east coast right the way through the centre of the nation, uh, potentially heading out over Western Australia. That'll bring drenching rain to the west of our state and through the interior, uh, but it should uh, help a lot of people in the southeast corner where we're most populated. Well, it sounds like much better news than a couple of days ago, potentially, Luke. And, and we're still thinking tomorrow night at this stage? Yeah, so that's the the latest, Elliot. But this bloody thing keeps changing yeah. its mind, mate. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's hanging around, isn't it? But, yeah. The, uh, the latest is that, uh, yeah, potentially uh, midnight. I'm sure they're doing it, mate, so I'm just not going to get any sleep. You know? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> they, they, couldn't, they couldn't coincide it with news time. That'd be too, <laughs> that'd be too easy, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, but we're talking about midnight next uh, tomorrow night, potentially, and right. uh, certainly those in the firing line 
anyone in Townsville and certainly further south with the cyclone, the strongest winds are always south of where the eye crosses. This eye looks to be crossing just below Townsville. Airs in the firing line, mm-hmm. Bowen, a lot of small, uh, beautiful fishing communities uh, on the coast, uh, Elva Beach, these, these sorts of places, unfortunately, in the firing line need to be battening down the hatches right now. Well, I appreciate uh, your work, Luke. We, we might even try and annoy you tomorrow if you got the time. Channel 9, Luke Bradnam and the team there, the latest on Kira Lee, that low that is off the coast at the moment. Appreciate your time, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Chat tomorrow, guys. Bye. And I want to speak to proud lemon owners. You've got a car that has done you nothing but dirty the whole time, but much like a friendship, when you've got a, a friend that keeps stuffing up, you're loyal. You, you, you stand by them and you can't help but do so. I, I have a, a mum car, an SUV that I've had for a number of years now that I love. I've driven here, there, and everywhere. And I've pointed out before as well, sometimes yep. I see them driving on the road yep. and I go to wave and, yep. no, it's it's a mum with, yep. the, with, with the cots with the kids and stuff in, in the back. back yeah. Yeah. I, I love Every time. my cherry red mum car, but it has had a, a plethora of problems. It's <laughs> spent a lot of time in the mechanics over the last little while. But I'm not saying the current issue is the final straw, but it's the most annoying one. There's actually there's a video up now at yep. Rush Hour QLD on Instagram. Yep, um, please go check it out. I'm six foot three. I'm currently a hundred kilos. I have to crawl over the <laughs> passenger seat over everything else to get to the driver's seat because my driver's side door firstly wouldn't open on the outside so I could reach through and get it from the inside. Now the inside won't either. I'm I'm waiting on a part which could take six to eight weeks, I'm told. And it's just, for a small person, sweet, easy. A Smurf could get over that, no dramas. For someone like me that's not particularly mobile anyway, and doing it in front of people, I did it, I left the gym today, and all these, you know, hard-nosed men and women were there, and they just laughed at me. I mean, look, silver lining, mm. thief-proof to an extent. Well, no one can break in. No one would want to. No. <laughs> They'd watch you get in and be like, mate, do you want us to just light this on fire? All the dints that have been put into it over the years. But I I know there's people across this state, and I do want to speak to you, 13353, or maybe it's someone you know. It could be, you know, your dad, your brother, your sister, your partner, whatever, where you're a proud lemon owner, where you've had a car that's had so many problems along the way and, and maybe still does now. Maybe it takes 10 minutes to start up, but you can't bring yourself to part with it. Maybe for, I mean, for me, it's probably financial at the moment. I can't really afford to anyway. Or, or No, but you have a sentimental attachment as well. I, I, Mummobile is part of your identity. I have grown to love little Dala. <laughs> I have. Uh, Darla the Red Wagon. One triple three five three. Proud lemon owners of Queensland. Let's go to Mackay first. Louise, tell us about your lemon. Um, hi guys. Um, I just we were living in Sydney at the time, and we're about early twenties. Mm-hmm. I it was my first car I'd ever bought. Right. And my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, Shout out. he had a few incidences in it, which meant we couldn't open the door to the driver's side, so we had to leave the window down and we would duke some hazard into it. <laughs> Very classy. <laughs> Louise, and I know you probably can't tell me too much, but incident sounds like he was a drug dealer in there and had some brawls or... Uh, no, not he was in the navy actually. Okay. So yeah. no, definitely not. He's a one eighty straight. Yeah. Yes. Well, what kind of oh, incidents? Oh, hey, Louise, all, all drug dealers are till they're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> On your mate. I understand, though, and, and these kind of cars. The drug dealer bit or the car bit? <laughs> no, I don't understand the drug dealing. Um, well, if you broke. Um, no, no, the car bit. 
Uh, I just I, sometimes the more bad things that happen, the more you fall in love with it. It's like a friend. I said that before. Like Is a friend because, that keeps stuffing up. And yeah. I don't want to get all poetic here. Please, you're flawed. And you relate to the car. Well, no, I'm perfect, so that doesn't make sense. Let's go to Port Douglas. <laughs> Beautiful Port Douglas. Sandra joins us. Thanks for calling the Rush Hour, Sandra. Please tell me about the love of your lemon. Oh, well, it isn't a lemon. It's been a very faithful car that's given long service. Mm. The last uh, 10 years, it's been doing 500 kilometres a week. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, it's just got a bit old and tired, and we actually got to the stage where the RACQ turned around and sent us a letter saying that if we, they had were called out again to our vehicle, uh, that they would be charging us and we'd be on um, a notice for two years. Um, what is the point of the membership? <laughs> You'd be on notice from RACQ. There is... Yeah. Sandra, there's no one in this state that's on notice from RACQ. That I mean, that's almost a badge of honour, as sad as it is. <laughs> so are you still driving the car around? Uh, it is being driven at the moment, yeah. but yeah. only because the replacement stuffed uh, up the other day. Oh. i got, I, I got to ask Sandra... Like, how many times did you call the RACQ in a year? Because what, what's the quota before you get the notice? Um, well, there were seven toes. Seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm, what else? Seven, seven times being towed and, and um, three call-outs that were fixed on the spot. That's, oh, man. That's the best. Hey, never get rid of stuff, RACQ. And you know what, Sandra? This is a testament mm. to your loyalty. It is, yeah. To I, that I, I bet you've only vehicle. ever had one relationship, Sandra, and you're still with him. Am I right? Or her? You're, well, pretty much, yes. Yep. We've been and married 37 years. I see. I reckon see. she's had one job well, as well. Sandra? No, no, no. I've had plenty of jobs. Okay, right. <laughs> stuff the jobs. Way to stuff that up for us. <laughs> Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. It has happened, Elliot, and mm. Queensland. My marriage is just about over. We have made a big decision that I know you were very supportive of last year, which isn't necessarily... <laughs> What do you a mean? I, I'm, I've got a perfect record in relationships <laughs> and love. But no, we have caved as a couple, and Alex and I have made a huge decision that's going to impact our marriage forever. Okay. Now, I was very pro this in the beginning. Okay. He was against it. There are a lot of studies, and a lot of people you ask will say the biggest killer of romance is putting Cheating. TV in oh. your bedroom. A what? Well, yeah, I think, I think cheating would be up there, but a second close. Yeah putting a TV in your bedroom. It kills intimacy, they say. Okay. Uh, so uh, husband Alex, very against it for a really long time. He said, no, 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 we've got a TV in the living room. We'll watch the TV together. We'll watch our shows, whatever, call it a night. However, I'm quite a needy person, <laughs> as you know, yep. and I always want to watch the same thing. We don't necessarily agree on it. So he has decided once and for all, that's it. Let's get a TV in the bedroom. How has that gone? You might ask. I was about to. It's been two to three weeks okay. since we put the TV in the bedroom. And how are things? I've actually started watching shows on my own occasionally. We've got really great aircon up in our bedroom. So yeah. some nights, you know, if it, like I love watching Big Bash. Don't get me wrong. Alex watches every single Big Bash yeah. game. I don't give a crap how yeah. the Scorchers and Stars are going against <laughs> each other. Unless the heat's playing, yeah. I'm out. I want to watch something else. Right. So I've spent a bit of time alone. Not so bad. Occasionally, we will even watch a movie together in bed. Yes, that's how TVs work. The only catch, and yeah, like everything's set up. We can watch something a little bit spicy. What? He falls asleep within a minute of the TV being on in bed. Ah. 
it's like an immediate yeah, I got one of those sleeping tablet too. for him. I don't know what happens with them. It's the same thing. Lights are on. Yep. Pick a great movie. <laughs> We're watching an action movie? Debbie does Dallas thrice and then, yep. I don't know. I it's don't like know what it is. It's like he didn't reveal his true self yep. until this moment. It's an actual thing and at some stage we'll speak to people about it from the Rush Hour family where I don't know what it is but bedroom TVs are, you know, like white noise for people. They yeah, make people yeah. fall asleep. Yep. Mate, we've been watching a series. Yep. We're going through seven minutes yep. at a time. Yep. It's shocking. It's been two weeks. It's shocking. I've it's a curse. One and a half it's a, episodes. It's a disease. And there'll be so many people across Queensland who are like, yep, I've got one of them at home. Yeah, so the romance thing is yep. obviously done because it never gets there. And it's always the one with sleep apnea that falls asleep first yeah, too, which yeah. don't even get me started. Anyway. Can't even watch the TV because it's so noisy. I would like to cancel the Mexican wave. TikTok. Hiking is done. People that go into caves. I don't want to sound like an old man, but live in the moment. It's disgusting. You're an idiot. It's time for Elliot to discredit and disown anything that brings people joy. Much like the normal police, the fun police uh, over Christmas don't work. So we we took (laughs) a bit of time off, which is nice. Well, it was double demerits, but you just weren't there. (laughs) I just let anyone get away with anything. But... 2024 AB is a a different kettle of fish. Last year I was too lenient on the idiots across the state. By the way, 90% of people, no, 80% of people aren't idiots. Unfortunately, Mm. 20% ruin everything. So the fun police today are locking up a certain group of individuals that are doing a certain thing, and that certain thing in the next three minutes is about to be banned in this state forever. AB, in 2024 we do not need to have infrared saunas. Specifically infrared ones or just saunas in general? Why we need to go into Fred when we have a sauna, but yes, these are... No, saunas in general. I got a voucher for one over the break. I tried it. Everyone says, all the health benefits, which I I don't know what they are outside of losing weight, which you do to 700 degrees. What, you lose your skin too. No, no, all of the toxins exit your skin. It's really healthy. I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, there's no toxins in there. Well, for you, it's just a lot of pent-up anger. It turns into toxins, but it removes itself. Quite clearly. you know, get acne. I did this sauna. It didn't release my rage. Well, you'd need a few sessions. You're, you're more of an intense case. Here's what I don't get about the saunas, and they're making plenty of money. Shout out to sauna businesses. Maybe we'll get a free sauna after this. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> what, what I don't understand is the process of the sauna, right? So I get, you know, you sweat your dot off and whatever, and you might lose some kilos and you leave in a whatever state of mind. But the 45 minutes you sit in there... It's enough to drive a man mad. The one I went to, you can play music at. And they said, oh, here's some playlists. Mm. And they actually had my favourite artist, uh, my favourite European artist anyway, which, of course, is the wonderful Aha, and it had an acoustic version of Take On Me. So I launched with that. It's, you know, a million degrees in the sauna. I'm sitting there, nude. I don't know if you're meant to be nude, but I had a towel around me. I didn't really Yeah, you're meant to be nude. Okay, good. Producer Luke is nodding. He knows saunas. Talking I've got Morton Harkett in my ears. I don't know. There you go. I never knew the lead singer's name. Thank you. And I'm not someone that should be left alone with my thoughts for that long. I'm three minutes into this song. I'd step out. I'd have a break. I'm not surprised by this because it is a real meditative moment or process for a lot of people. You're impatient and stubborn and angry. So all those things. Thank you. You don't do relaxing things that are offered at retreats. Correct. So here's the thing. And I promise you this, right? I promise you in 2024, I'm going to try and be more understanding of people and yada, yada, and be nicer, all that kind of stuff. So... This is what I'm going to do. Normally, I'd cancel saunas forever. I've changed my mind. Oh. 
all saunas in Queensland have to be equipped with a 70-inch TV inside so you can watch the Netflix or Foxtel or KO or whatever not, else you want to do. Technology doesn't work with heat, mate. Once once again, Elliot, what? this is a you thing, not an everybody thing. This is an everyone thing. Everyone feels the same way. That's they going can't have sauna. a TV. They like, had Electronics playing. barely work in high temperatures in North Queensland. AB, they had the Spotify. With so the, the, What? With the what? I just don't think you could have a full electronic setup TV. Well, that's on the sauna people because if they don't have that, unfortunately, <laughs> they're going to be banned in this if beautiful place. If we get a sauna delivered with a TV a attached book. to it tomorrow, Please. I'm done. Let's get one in the studio. I would love to hear stories of right place, right time, because mm. this one is an absolute beaut. Now, firstly, shout out to Men's Shed. It's a wonderful organisation all across our state where blokes can go along, uh, get into new hobbies, chat to some friends and mm. trusted people about their various mental health issues if they have them, and feel secure and safe in one place. And and that was what was happening in December late last year at the Men's Shed in Samford near Brisbane. Now, this bloke, Peter... Unfortunately, he wasn't well. He actually collapsed into cardiac arrest while he was in the men's shed. But luckily for Peter, two retired paramedics with over 40 years of service each just happened to be in the men's shed at the time. These two blokes, Alan Marr and Phil Walters, immediately jumped into action, were able to resuscitate him, and he made an entire recovery before the ambulance even arrived. Isn't that a great advertisement for men's shed? Outstanding Mm. effort. Mm. I had a friend once, similarly... He is an orthodontist. Okay. He was on a flight. And you and they do that whole, is there a doctor on board? Technically, he's a doctor, but yeah. he wasn't. he's not a medical doctor, so he didn't say yes. He didn't put his hand up. A few minutes later, is there an orthodontist or dentist on board? And he raised his hand, went over. There was a kid who was having some severe pain with a root canal. He was able to alleviate the pain. Like, he had all, all of his gear with him. Uh, hang on. He was able to alleviate the he pain. He travelled with his gear. No, he his... just had, like, basic medication and stuff that an orthodontist would have. He was right. able to basically help the kid and then get him in for a consult the next week because they lived in Brisbane. That's amazing. Yeah. Right place, right time. One triple three five three. the phone number. i never forget uh, the first car I ever had. Uh, I was actually... I was a young kid. I was moving from Cairns and I was heading to Brisbane, so driving all the way down. We got just past air. I was driving with a friend of mine. We swapped drivers. She took the wheel. She was very environmental. Uh, she saw some animals. She decided to stop right in the middle of the road nice. for them. Uh, and, and we got rear-ended. We probably deserved to be, to be honest. Um, the car was, it was no good. The chassis was bent. It was stuffed. The car that went up our bum uh, was an insurance car, and it was the insurance company I was with for the vehicle. So not only did the lady pass me on the details, I spoke to her the next day on the phone to sort out the insurance for the Ooh, car. That would have been shattering for her. It what, she, No, she was outstanding. She was amazing because it's not. It wasn't. It is I don't want to say fault. it wasn't anyone. Well, it was, but it was kind of my friend. Anyway, she sorted it out. I had a new car. I think two weeks later, it was outstanding. Could have been anyone else. Right place, okay. right time. Right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Going to Bagara, Michelle, tell us yours. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um, years ago, back in the um, mid-80s, I was working with a stuntman doing sales and admin, and the lady, he was doing a motorcycle uh, ground show on a high wire called Johnny Wonder from Down Under, and he, um, the lady who was doing the high wire didn't arrive on the plane, and he couldn't get in t- contact with her. And he said, well, you have to do it. No one else knows the show. And I said, I can't. And he said, yeah, you can. You're the only one who knows how it goes. So I had a day to make my costume and and um, try and beat the nerves. And before I knew it, I was 100 foot in the air with no harness on 
doing a motorcycle stunt show in the air. <laughs> what, what do you? Sorry, Michelle. What do you actually do? Like you're in that moment when you're 100 feet in the air, what, what's your role? Um, we were doing. He would have um, a motorcycle on a wire, and I was in a spinning wheel underneath. So the wheel nope. spun. Nope. We'd have to do nope. um, headstands and um, ankle pirouette. So go down underneath the bike frame and spin on your ankle, and then get back in the frame. And and basically, um, the whole thing would spin around the wire. And it was, I must admit, the first couple of weeks we did three days at the Ipswich Royal um, Ipswich Show, and then we had a day to travel down to Dubbo, and we went there. And I think I lost about five kilos. Stress related, uh, in no those doubt. First two, in those first <laughs> now, two wait, weeks, Michelle. So your only qualification in the matter is that you were there at the time and you'd watched the show before. I was doing his sales and admin. (laughs) Michelle. Well, she'd watched the performance a few times. It's like, oh, you should be able to get it. I'd love to know now, did you, you know, was that the path career-wise for you? Are you back in sales and admin or what? Um. I still do sales and admin, but I don't do any stuff. No, I did it for a couple of years and we did, you know, we did some great things. We did um, the the royal shows like Hobart and Adelaide and um, Melbourne and Brisbane and we went out to Mount Isa Rodeo with Slim Dusty and, um, yeah, we did some pretty amazing things and travelled all over the eastern side of Australia for a couple of years. It was was awesome. That is pretty cool. But those first couple of weeks was pretty terrifying, I must admit. Yeah, I mean, as they say, though, there is nothing more glamorous than sales and admin, so I'm glad you made the decision to go back. <laughs> on yeah, you, Michelle. I, I get to wear clothes now. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have much cool. on back in the day. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. See ya. On you, mate. I'd Bye. love to have a beer with Michelle. Yeah. That is a movie. Yeah. It is. Like, I was the sales well, and admin. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll yeah. give it. Yeah, a, a TV series. That's that Delta so Goodrum plays the lead. That's why we, no, it's terrible. That's why we love the Rush Hour family. It's, it's your story. So the best of anyone else's. Mm. On you, Michelle. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. In the year 2024, the, the best thing you can do if you haven't already yet is not, you know, get into physical shape or save money or pay more attention to your children, whatever, is downloading the listener app. Um, on the listener app, it's the home of the Rush Hour, but it's home of millions of wonderful podcasts, right, AB? One that is much better than ours is Sarah Grinberg's Stories of Us. Last year, I remember we had her on about Pete Murray, who's a great yarn, a great Queenslander. She has this week as well, I'd say the most famous resident from air. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Who are we meeting this week? We are meeting Kari Webb. Oh, superstar. Absolutely obsessed. Sarah, firstly, I mean, such an ex- extraordinary, interesting life, obviously being a female powerhouse in the sport of golf that was so heavily dominated by men. What was she like as a person? I mean, she's faced so much adversity in her career. Yeah, oh, well, she's absolutely lovely, like such a sweet woman. And you can just tell, like, she's the type of person that, you know, if you put your mind to something – she'll just, you know, she'd just do it. She's got that way about her where, you know, she's got that strong will. Um, but she also, you know, hasn't let fame got, go to her head at all. She's, like I said, so down to earth, really sweet, yep. such an advocate for females within sport and has just done so well for herself, you know, really great woman. Now, uh, I'll be listening to this one on the drive home this afternoon, looking forward to it. Does she talk about her relationship with Greg Norman? Because Greg Norman is, he's not for everyone, Sarah. I'm a fan. (laughs) Some people don't like him. But does she talk about that? She does. And she only says good things about him. Like, I don't want to give it all away, but 
I think he was very nurturing to her um, at the start of her career. And I just think that's something really beautiful for anyone that's going, you know, it could be that could be in acting or they could be a teacher. Like having someone that you look up to is so pertinent. And, you know, she obviously looked up to him and had a great experience with him. So, you know, they say that you can't be what you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, she obviously looked at Greg as being like the North Star and um, then got to meet him and have this, like, great experience with him that you'll hear about when you listen to the episode. Okay. On the other side of things, though, she also apparently talks about her experience meeting Tiger Woods, but that was a little bit, well, not even meeting him, but sort of learning more about the person that he was and, and was quite disappointed. Yeah, I asked her about that um, because, you know, for me, who's someone that doesn't know so much about golf, that was obviously like pivotal in all of our, you know, worlds because if you were into golf or not, everyone knew or knows who Tiger Woods is and that scandal was just massive. Mm. So I thought I would really love as her being a professional golfer to get her stance on what she thought about that. And, you know, she was really frank and honest and said that, you know, it was a dark day for golf when all of that came out because I think, you know, people looked at him as being really innocent and the media had portrayed him in a certain way and then that all came crashing down when the scandal erupted, but at the same time, like, doesn't take away how good he is at his sport, which is really what people are into more so than what happens in his personal life. Well, it's out right now. Sarah Grinberg's Stories of Us, the episode with Kari Webb. Again, you download the listener app. It's free to do it. Grab it there. Just finally, Sarah, Kari actually quite famously doesn't really do much media at all. Doesn't she? No, no. She. Oh, you must be the exception. I, I was going to say, did you know you, you pay her off, or how did you? <laughs> do you know her cousin? Or, I honestly yeah. didn't even know that. Right. I was like, oh, okay. okay. Um, so I feel really honoured. I had yep. no idea because I obviously have my other podcast, The Life of Greatness, for interview, very big names from overseas. So I was just, this is just another person to me after a while. But I feel honoured knowing that. She's wonderful, as are you, mate. Uh, we love this series, Stories of Us. Again, on listener Sarah Grinberg, appreciate your time, mate. It's so lovely to speak to you, Bo. Thank you. <laughs> AB, before we disappear for the evening, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I did go to America during the holidays. Um, Three days in a row, my friend. You've managed to slip it in. Well, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Every man's dream. One of the places I visited was uh, Philadelphia, which, of course, is home to the very famous Rocky statue and Rocky Steps. I went and visited them. Actually, on Christmas Day, I did that. It was a pretty cool Christmas. Um, so you got you know people lining up to see the statue. <laughs> I got a photo there. Had a homeless man take a photo. Gave him five bucks. Oh, um, good yeah, service. He, he's smart. He's smart. He knew. <laughs> um, then I went to the Rocky Steps, and I was trying to take a couple of photos there. I was just taking selfies because there's people that were busy, and everyone was a couple except for me. I was by myself. So. I was trying to take photos, moving about, and as I did that, I, I inadvertently um, stepped behind a couple that were trying to take a photo themselves. So I, I did, I ruined their selfie at that oh. time. Um, they were uh, European of some sort. We didn't speak the same language. Um, and the bloke in particular was really pissed off. Like he, he said some words to me I didn't understand, but he said them with rage and a, and a frown, so I assumed they weren't nice. It's almost, mate, you don't have to take one of those bloody yeah. I, I old apologize. school cameras that take four and a half hours to develop. I it's an said, instant shot. I even said, hey, I'll take a photo if you want, but lost in translation. Anyway, um, I actually then got a lady to take a photo of me on the steps, and as she was doing it, old mate 
ran across in front of the shot on purpose twice, like he was, uh, I mean, rocky, but, you know, sort of glitchy. <laughs> I need to see this. Ba- going back across the same step. No, I, you literally, the photos were just, all you could see was him as a blur and walking in front. And I, I, I actually told him to F off in the end. Oh. Christmas Day, I told someone to F off because it's like, grow, grow up. So the Americans yeah. are friendly, but what I've learned, don't go to Europe. They're all assholes. <laughs> we knew that. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.